Welcome to an all-new episode of Get Lit with Leanna, the podcast. Join me as I sit down with a new guest author in each episode to discuss their books, careers, and everything in between. Today's episode recording is so exciting because I'm joined by somebody very different. For the first time ever, I'm actually not sitting down with an author or a bookstagram creator, but rather an incredible YouTube creator, Tony Sevdalis. Tony and I have mutual friends and we've been chatting about books for so long. And I just figured like no day but today, this is the best time to have her on the podcast. We get to talk about so many of our favorite books. So many of Tony's hot romance takes. She has so many other books she reads, books she always recommends, and of course, how she got into being a creator and how she manages to still have time to read given her crazy busy schedule. This is a very different type of episode. It's just two friends talking about the books they love. So I hope you enjoy this fun bonus episode. Without further ado, my conversation with Instagram and YouTube creator Tony Sevdalis starts right now. Welcome, everybody, to a very exciting episode of my podcast because I'm joined by somebody that, like, I feel you would not expect to be a guest on my show, but I'm joined by the beautiful, the talented, the amazing Tony Subdallas. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited you're here. This is like such a fun treat because we have mutual friends, but we've never hung out in real life. Yeah. But we've like chatted about books online for so long now. And it just like felt like this was the perfect opportunity to like. I feel like I know you. I I can't. I feel like I know you. I've I've known who you were longer than you knew who I was. But for those of you that are listening that don't know who Tony is, Tony's an incredible YouTuber, content creator. You need to go follow her content. I'm obsessed with everything she wears, how she styles her house, all of her little vlogs. Like you're just like doing the most. So like, tell me before we get into books, because we love the same kinds of books and we're obviously going to get there. But like, tell me about your background, becoming a content creator. Like how did this whole thing happen? Well, I actually never wanted to be a content creator. I was actually studying accounting at McGill and I was miserable. So that's actually how I got into reading because I was on the bus going to school and I ran out of data on my phone. And the only thing I had on my phone was a Fifty Shades of Grey book. And I just became obsessed. I'm dead. That's like quite the book to get you into reading. I know, but I think it was the perfect book. Like I just fell in love. Yeah. And so I was like to pass the time while I was miserable at school, I just started posting and then it kind of blew up. And here I am like six years later. Insane. So when you first started posting, what were your vlogs like? Like now they're so perfect. I mean, you're going to be like, they're not perfect, but like they're so like flawlessly edited and like so professional and like all different angles and like you have incredible like equipment. What was the beginning days of your YouTube, like, are those videos still up or have you deleted them? I think a lot of them are private. I made the mistake of deleting my first videos and now I regret it because I can't watch them. Mm. So they're definitely private, but they were a mess. I mean, I still feel like my videos are a mess compared to like some other content creators, but I was filming on my iPhone. I didn't have a microphone. It was truly a disaster, but I feel like at that time, most people were disasters. So it's okay. Okay. Fair. So many people that listen to this podcast and follow my page are also like aspiring content creators. And obviously everybody has like different levels of like 
following and different like platforms and ways that they reach their audience. But what would you say to somebody that's like just trying to get into it right now? Like, I know what my advice is and my advice is very niche to bookstagram, but yours is so much bigger with like lifestyle and fashion and beauty. Like what's your one advice you would give to somebody to like help them maybe stand out from the crowd and do something a bit different? I would honestly say just be yourself and don't try to copy anyone. I feel like it's so easy to watch all these people and they're so successful at it. And usually you're like, I'm just going to emulate that and copy it. Mm -hmm. But no one wants to follow like the same person a million times. So definitely just be yourself and don't care too much about what you post. I feel like, like just post things that make you happy and you genuinely love. Yeah. And don't think too much about it. Like I, it's crazy because I genuinely like people always ask me for advice and I'm like, I am so lost. Like I literally just post whatever comes to my mind. I don't have a content schedule. I'm not like, no way. Just post whatever I feel like posting. And that's why I feel like I've been able to do it for so long because it's not like this rigorous job. It's like, just, I post things I love. Yeah. Do you ever get like, not writer's block, but like content creator's block when you're like, okay, it's been five days and I haven't posted. Like, what am I supposed to do now? Oh, all the time. So like, what do you do? Like, I don't know. I normally like just go and see what other people are posting and okay. then I like put my spin on it. And I have a few things I can always fall back on. Okay. And normally that will inspire me to do more things, but my followers like tend to love the same thing over and over, which I'm not mad at. Yeah. Um, yeah. But definitely it happens all the time. I know I I'm kind of feeling the same way now with my content. Like there's some old true faithful things I can post that I know are always a hit. Like my roundups, for example, mm-hmm. like if I'm ever like, I don't know what to post. I'm like, okay, hey, well, there's always an opportunity to do another roundup. Even if it's the same trope, we can do it again. But like, I really feel, especially now being like two years into this and finally kind of getting my footing, being a creator, like I do feel the pressure of like needing to keep up and needing to constantly create content and like it's, it's, people don't realize how much of a job it is. Like it's actually a job. I I stay up at nighttime. Like I can't sleep thinking about it. It's insane. It's It's so so much much pressure. It's crazy. Okay. Well now I guess we could just start talking about books because like, that's why we're here. So the way you and I know each other, cause I feel like we need to make this intro is your best friend is one of my best friends, but you've known her since you were like out of the womb fetus children. And I only met her without her crazy. And I only met her like five years ago through work, but my favorite ever is things ever is when you have Nikki, like our mutual friend on your channel, because I just like die for the Nikki content. Do people message you being like, we want Nikki. They only want Nikki. They don't even want me. <laughs> just want Nikki. <laughs> I'm want, I mean, understandably she's hilarious, but they really love her. They really do. And I really love her, but she was so nice. When I started this page, she was like, Tony loves reading. Her sister loves reading. Like you need to follow them. I was like, okay, but I already follow them on my personal. Like, it's fine. (laughs) Like, no, no, no. It's like, she, they want to know more about your books. I was like, okay. So tell them to message me. And both you and your sister messaged me being like, Hey, these are the kind of books that like help me find more stuff. And I'm so happy to help and like be like a recommendation source for you guys. But like besides 50 shades, because obviously that was the first like parlay into this type of reading. Is that like your favorite like kind of books to read? Are you like an erotica girly? Like what's your bag? So the issue, like I do for sure, like a spicy romance book is like my kind of book, but I skip over the like sex scenes. What? I just skip them. I don't like them. Like in 50 shades, those like BDSM Puns, yeah, I just would like glaze over them. Maybe it's because I was on the bus and the last thing I needed was like this like old man looking over <laughs> and being like, this is what she's reading. Like, that part doesn't do it for me. It's the buildup that I like. Okay. The build okay. up for those scenes. But it's not like I'm 
that's not why I like reading those books. Okay. So wait, so would you say you're like maybe not an erotica girly? Like more of, you're more of like a romance girly? Yeah, I would say, but I do enjoy like the buildup to those scenes. I just don't love those scenes. That's scenes such an interesting, book. that's such an interesting take. Yeah, I don't think I've, I really love like Colleen Hoover. She's not like an erotic. No, but she's romance. Yeah. So maybe I, I like, I like when there's a mix of. Okay. Both. Okay. So tell me. Okay. Not vulgar. That's fair. That's fair. So tell me like some of your favorite books. I know we've discussed like the off-campus series and the deal being like both of our number ones. Oh my God. You love it too. No, it's one of my favorite. And it's like, it's so steamy first of all, Yeah, but like, it's like, I think they're young, right? They're young. They're like, yeah, it's new adult technically. So they're, they're like in college. Yeah. I mean, I, that was, so I remember I would take, I love reading in the bath. And when I found her, I would take literally three baths a day to read. It was like, I was obsessed with her. I'm not kidding. It took over my life. Actually, what got me back into reading, because after the 50 shades, I like became obsessed and I had to stop reading because I was like failing school because all I wanted to do was read. Oh my God. I feel that so in my soul. Yeah. (laughs) So, and it also was like making me hate my boyfriend at the time. I was like, oh my God, this is- Okay. We need to talk about that next because that's a huge issue that I feel like every romance reader has, but continue. So I took a break and then I kind of like forgot my, I hate getting into new books. It's, I love when there's like a series of books because I don't like falling in love with characters and then like not knowing what happens. Okay, fair. So I stopped, I, I read all the, like the Gabriel's Inferno, like the classic romance books. Okay. So, you know, they made that into a movie, by the way. Stop. I'll tell you about that next. Okay. Yes. yes. So I took a break and then my sister approached me and was like, let's start a book club. I think it was like beginning of, no, before COVID, she wanted to start a book club with the um, After series best and so uh, I, I went home I immediately like bought the book and I read though I think I read the whole book in literally one day and that's a huge book they're gigantic I've like never seen some if, if you were to show me that when I was literally in high school I would have laughed in your face like I read that in a day I read yeah. all of the books I think in 10 days and oh my god I became so obsessed and then that's what led me into like more romance books and I found okay. identity, and that was the best time of my life I'm dying. Okay. So our, our reading experiences are pretty similar, but first of all, Gabriel's Inferno is a movie. You need to look up this company. It's called Passion Flicks. They basically have taken a bunch of like very steamy romance books and made them into like Hallmark like movies, but they're very steamy. So they're like low budget. They're not like Hollywood stars in it. Like there's people you'll recognize who have been like extras in other things. But they've made them into movies and they did all of the Gabriel Inferno books. Oh my gosh. I don't even remember what happened in those books, but it's I like a teacher thinking. student thing, isn't it? Well, is it in Toronto? Does it take place in Toronto? Yes, I think she goes to U of T. Okay, so I remember I was reading it and then my boyfriend at the time and I went to Toronto and I was like, I think he worked in or lived in the Manulife building and oh I was like scouting out this building and like trying to like. Relive it. Envision it in my mind while I I was there. I'm dead. I became like a crazy person. I remember I would be at my best friend's house, like go and like read. I would be on my phone reading my book. I will like nothing will stop me. Yeah. If if I'm in a book, like nothing will stop me. I feel the same way. Okay. So 
after that was like a very pivotal reading moment for me too, because I found those books when they were like only online on Wattpad and nobody really knew what they were. And then they started blowing up and then everyone was like, and at the time Hardin Scott was Harry Styles. Did you, did you know this? Oh, is that what it was based on? Like yes, Hardin is Harry. It's, it was fan fiction. Oh, I don't see that. Yes, that's what it was. That's how it started. And then when she got a publishing deal, they changed it into Hardin oh, Scott. It, it was, oh, stop. It was actually like the, his name was Harry. Yes. And like all of his friends in his friend group were like Liam Zane. Like it was One Direction. Oh, see, like I'm not a One Direction girly. So that kind of turns me off a little bit. Yeah. So that's how it started. If and I then, read that with Harry Styles and like his friends, I would not have continued. I'm dying. That's like an unpopular opinion, I feel. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Everyone like dies for Harry Styles. The amount of Harry Styles fanfics, there's so many. Now, books. yeah. But it, yeah. like when he was in his One Direction, I was not like a One Directioner or whatever. Fair, fair. Um, but those after books like literally took over my life. I too read them like in five seconds, like in one shot. And that's also what kind of opened my eyes to like the world of Colleen Hoover and L. Kennedy. Like I was on vacation, I remember, and I finished the last after book and I was like, I need more books that like give me. And I always talk about this. It's like that, like warm burning feeling in my belly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need more feelings like this. Like I'm addicted to this. And I was so embarrassed to tell people that I was on vacation with, like I was with my family and my cousins and everyone's like reading on vacation and they're reading like New York times, best-selling like literary books, you know, and I'm here reading like L Kennedy in the shadows, like so embarrassed. And I was so like ashamed to admit what I was reading. And I literally referred to it as Kaka. I was like, I'm reading Kaka. Nobody asked me what it is. Like, it's like so shameful. And then I don't know what switched in my head. Like in the last three years, I've like totally like reclaimed the power in reading romance books and in reading like steamy books. And I'm so not ashamed of it. And I friggin' love it. And I'll talk about it till literally the end of the earth. But like, it's so funny how it all started with me being like, this is like a secret thing. The same way you felt reading 50 shades on the bus. It's like, why do we have to feel that way? Like we can read what we want to read. Who cares? Like, why do we feel embarrassed about it? You know, I tell everyone like, you don't like reading it's because you're not reading romance books. Like try reading Amen. romance books. Amen. But the biggest problem for me about romance books, and like you kind of brought this up before, is like how unrealistic parts of them are and how it just like makes me want to be so mad at my boyfriend because it's like, why are you not living up to the hero in my in my love story? But then in the, like, it's not realistic. Like if, if I actually have like thought about this quite extensively, like I feel if I was in a relationship with somebody that was like that perfect all the time, like I feel like I would end up hating them. Yeah, well, I was when I got into romance books, I was in like the worst relationship ever. And mm-hmm. so it, I already hated my boyfriend. So this just like <laughs> really threw me over the edge. <laughs> so I definitely, but at the same time, like reading after, he's like a pretty abusive guy. Yes. For some reason, you really idolize, like you want to be dating Harden, but he's really abusive. It's like the toxicness. Are you watching on TV right now? Tell me lies on Disney. No, I want to start it. Okay. You must. It was based on a book and I actually did not love the book, but this show is phenomenal. Like it's making the book, it's making me love the book in ways that I hated the book. <laughs> um, but it's also, it like totally romanticizes a toxic relationship. And like me and my friends text about it all the time. And we're like, why do we want like a Steven? Like, why do I want, but it's like, but we don't like, he's a horrible fucking guy. But, but even yeah. when you're in a relationship like that, you want, you still want him. Like he'll do something crazy and it's yeah. just the narcissist in him that like will bring you back. And then yeah. it's like, for two weeks, it's good. And then like something else happens, but it's, you always romanticize this like toxic 
relationships. Yes. And when you're living it, it's an actual nightmare. Well, I can't relate, but like, I'm sorry you had to go through something like that, but I'm happy you had like romance books as a great escape. Like that there's no better way to distract yourself than by yeah. getting into someone else's story. Yeah. But it definitely creates like unrealistic expectations. Yeah. But like, we all need the fantasy. It's fine. Oh yeah, for sure. It's fine. So besides L. Kennedy, did you read like the whole series or did you only read the deal? No, I read the whole series. Did you like them all? Yeah, I really did. Okay. She's an incredible writer. I love the way, I love the way that she writes romance and I love the way she writes her steamy scenes because all of her steamy scenes are so intimate on an emotional level. So like, it doesn't cringe me out. Do you ever get like, I mean, you said you kind of skip the sexy scenes, but like, do you get cringed out when you read them or you just like, maybe why I, I skip them. I just, I can't, it's very cringy. Like I remember I was reading one book and like they called, they have these like weird words they use for like vagina and stuff. They're like, Oh no. Call it like her sex or something. And I literally was like, what the heck is going no. on? I cannot read this. So I just skipped it. So like when they call like a penis, like his member. Oh my God. No, like, like I'm out. I'm out. I feel you. That's too much for me too. Okay. Now into our fave Colleen Hoover. Cause we're mm-hmm. both co-ho-hos. I know you're like making your way through her backlist, right? Like how do we know even how many you have left? I have quite a few. I have quite okay. a few. And I've been reading like for a few months now I've been reading her and I'm just so excited. I don't want it to end. I'm kind of like savoring them. I don't, I don't want to go you. I don't blame you. I've read them all and I'm like There's regretting. Worse than, like I, it's hard because when you're reading a book, you want to go through it so quickly to know what happens. But then in the end, you, you go through like de- a depression. I know. It's like literal book withdrawal. It's the worst part of falling in love with a book because eventually it'll end and there won't be anything else for you to read. Yeah. That's why I like when there's a few books in like a series. Yeah. I feel you. Longer. I feel you. It like extends the process a bit more. Mm-hmm. But of Colleen's books, which have been like your faves? November 9 was like my number one. Me That's too. the only book I've ever read in a day. I became so obsessed with it. It was so good. I just read Reminders of Him, which was also really good. Yeah. Did you cry at the end? I cried like I was like crying the whole time. Yeah, I know. That one was like a real heartbreaker. I was reading that and I was like, like I wasn't expecting to be like so in my feels the whole time. I know there's, I like hers because it's not, it's romance, but there's always like a crazy spin that goes on. Crazy. Okay. Wait, speaking of crazy spins, Verity, tell me you've read it. Of course. Did that like put you into a tailspin? I was so unwell. I was like, I read that and I ended the book and Nikki, like our friend Nikki was like, so what do you think happened? I was like, what do you mean? What do I think happened? It was obvious what happened. Okay. So what's your take? I didn't even know that it was up for debate. My take is that like she, like it all happened for real. The user T manuscript. Yeah. Like what kind of slow does that? Yeah, I know. I'm the exact same way. I read it and nobody had read it. Like I had nobody to talk to about it. And then COVID hit and I reread it when everyone was reading it. And I was like, this is a completely different experience. Like the isolating experience of reading that on my own was completely different than all of these conversations people are having, like, are you team manuscript, team letter? Like it just transformed the entire reading experience. It's the worst when you can't talk to someone about it. No, it's the worst. That's why I'm so happy I have my book page because like not only am I be able to like chat with people that I don't necessarily know, but I'm also able to like talk about books that we both like or ask recommendations. Like it's the best part. Like I'm constantly 
finding new books. And I just don't even know. It's gotten to the point now where it's like, I don't even know where to start. Like if I'm not recording a podcast where I'm set on a deadline to read a book, I'm so overwhelmed with all of the options. Like, how do you pick your books? Like, do you use creators like me to like help steer you in the right direction? Or like, are you a Goodreads girly? Like, what are you doing? I kind of just read like what's popular at the moment. What I see a lot of people talking about, like I found the L. Kennedy through another, she made YouTube videos at the time. This girl made like videos about books and I found that through her. And I just find people who enjoy the same books as me. And then I read mm-hmm. all the books that they like. I feel that like I'll read all the books you recommend. I'm dying. I know Nikki texts me and she's like, Tony saw that roundup. She added five books to her cart. Like it's happening. I'm like, the pressure's on the pressure's literally on back to romance books though of like the tropes. Cause there's so many, what's a book that if it has a trope in it, like this trope in it, you will not touch it. Like I could tell you mine if there's like, and I know your sister is a big fan of the accidental pregnancy trope, but lately I'm somebody that's like, I'm not into the pregnancy forced to stay together for a pregnancy. Like that for me is just, it doesn't hit for me. Thankfully, I've never read a book like that, but I think that would be mine too. I'm dying. Um, Yeah. She, I don't know why she loves, she loves, she does love that. I don't know because a lot of people do. Really? Yes. It's very popular. It's like the fantasy of it all. Like the four it's again, it's kind of like the, like forced proximity, like for you have no choice, but to be together because of this child, you know, that seems like a nightmare to me. Like truly yeah. nothing sounds worse. <laughs> so, <laughs> like that is not something I want to like fantasize. Yeah. But I don't really have, because I'm very particular with the books I read. I'll read the summary. And if it doesn't interest me, like I just don't read it. I don't have anything really I, I look for in particular that I'm okay. like automatically no. Okay. I mean, are there ones that are like an automatic yes? Like easy reads, like really easy. Like you don't even have to think about it. You just Romance. read it. Yeah. Like I don't want to have to think. I just want to have to like really enjoy it. And are you a big vacation reader? Yeah, I think I read the most on vacation. Do you I, find it hard I went to, to Greece and I, I read so many books, just relaxing on the beach, reading. It was great. Do you find it hard to like carve out time in your regular life to read? No. Because when I get into a book, I will find the time. And like, also I feel being a content creator, like you have such a flexible schedule. Like you can kind of pick and choose what you're doing when, right? Like obviously there's deadlines, but. No, but like when I get into a book, I will be curling my hair and reading at the same time. Like I will be eating lunch, reading. I will be like doing anything and reading. Oh my God. So like what's coming up next for you book-wise that you're excited about? Do you have any idea what you want to read next? Do you need a recommendation? Is there anything? I'm going to read the book you recommended, Scandalized. Yes, but now that I know that you're not a steamy reader, like this isn't probably not the book for you. Nikki misled me into thinking you were like queen steam and like loved the erotica. If that's not your bad. maybe what Nikki loves. I don't know. I, (laughs) I... I do like, don't get me wrong. It's not like I don't enjoy it, but it's not like, that's not what does it for me. It's the build up to those like scenes. Okay. Well, this one is like, they bang five seconds in. It's like a one night stand that then turns into more kind of, mm-hmm. and there's like a lot of tension, but there is a lot of like graphic sex scenes. So maybe this isn't the book for you for right now. I mean, maybe I'll love it. I'll read it and I'll love it. Or maybe I'll read it and be like, okay, no, I'm just a romance girly. Same. Okay. Well, if you need more suggestions, I feel like I have like the longest list ever of books that are like 
heavy in the tension. But do you need to read a book that has a happily ever after? What's your stance on that? I do like a happily ever after. I like, I just like closure, you know, like, okay. but like, oh gosh, I think it was a Colleen Hoover book I read and, and they didn't end up together. And I was so disappointed. I remember feeling like, wow, that, why did I even read this book? Like you are not going to be together, yeah. but it doesn't need to. I just need some sort of closure. Fair. Like, I don't want them to be like, I don't pick him or him. I picked myself. Like, no, right. Pick one of them. Okay, wait, speaking of picking yourself, this is a very good transition because this is another part of reading that I wanted to touch upon with you because this is an area of reading that I'm not well-versed in, but I know you are. You were very big into like the self-help kinds of books, right? Like a lot of like learning books, discovering things about yourself, making better habits, improving your life. This is like something that I'm, I obviously need to implement into my life, but I have not yet. How did that interest in those types of books come to you? So I was reading so much that like so much romance books that I was like, maybe I should like read something else that okay. like, stimulates my brain in other ways. Yeah. And ever since like, no, I, I dropped, I dropped out. Like I, I didn't graduate from university. And ever since then, like, I just feel like I need to like stimulate my brain and just like yeah. educate, continue educating my brain. So I read a lot of like business books and a lot, not so much self-help, but more so business. Okay. And then self-help, I, I really like the book Atomic Habits. Okay. It's really, really good. It's not something I do like in my free time, like that's really enjoyable. It's something I really like carve out time to do okay. for like to better myself. Fair. Are you, do you find like when you read those books that you're really like able to apply things that are said or taught in that book to your real life? Or is it more like something that you're just like, that's interesting and I'll keep it in the back of my head, but it's not really applicable. I I'm very picky. Like I said, for like the books I read. So if I don't think it's going to apply to my life, I'm not going to waste the time, my time reading it. Like I'm not going to read it on a subject I have no interest in. Because first of all, I'm going to be reading, thinking about something else. Like it will not stick in my brain. Yeah. So I'm, for me, unless it's really interesting and I can see how it benefits me, I'm not going to read it. Fair. If you had to like pick your favorite type of book in that kind of genre, like one book that you think that maybe somebody in your similar position should really, really read, it's really taught you something valuable. Like what's that one that sticks out? One book I think everyone should read is Unshakable by Tony Robbins. It's a really, really good book about investing. I think investing is a really scary topic for a lot of people. And they re- that book really breaks it down into a way that's really easy to understand. Okay. Um, and like I said, Atomic Habits is, I, I think in our, like right now, people are really struggling from working from home or getting back into like working from an office. Yeah. So that book is actually something that really transformed my life and like shifted my mindset a lot. So okay. I would recommend that. Like those two are like the books I recommend everyone. Wow. And then in terms of just to bring it back to my favorite romance, like a romance book that somebody needs to read besides like a coho or the deal or something like what's one that you've really loved? Oh gosh. Do I even have one? <laughs> I would say I, it can't be coho. I mean, you can give a coho one, but is there anybody else like one that's really stuck out to you? Honestly, not really. I've, the, I, I think I don't really like once I find an author, I really stick with them because like, once it's hard for me to really get into like a way someone writes. And so yeah. 
if someone doesn't like reading, like my best friend really does not like reading. I, I told her to read, just like start reading Colleen Hoover and like any of them are good. Yeah. It's a good, she's a good gateway author. I find so many people message me being like, okay, now that I've read every Colleen Hoover book, like, where do I go from here? And I'm like, so hard. Like she's an anomaly. Like there's people that have aspects of what she does and they do it really well, but like, Mm -hmm. I can't give you a replica author. Like that just doesn't exist. Which authors are similar? Similar to Colleen. I really love Renee Carlino. I love her forever. She writes incredible romances that have like a real meaty story to them. I I love books. I read one of her books. What is, what are that name? Before We Were Strangers. Okay. Yes. I read that. Yeah. And she also wrote another one called Swear on This Life. Wish You Were Here. I love them all. She's very great at doing like friends to lovers and like dual timelines. And those are my favorite things to read. Those are my like bread and butter. Oh, like, really? I, I, don't, I don't love those. Oh my God. Okay. So then maybe she ain't for you, but I love them. Um, I also don't love when it switches like guy to girl, guy to girl, guy to girl. Okay. So you're not a dual POV girly either. You no. have very hot romance takes. I have really? To Is that like yes. something that people love? Yes. Like normally friends to lovers, dual timeline, dual POV. Those are the things people die for. Like a lot of times when authors write a book from one perspective, the number one comment to those authors is like, okay, but could we get bonus chapters from the other person's perspective? Like we want to know both sides. I really enjoyed after when it was like Hardin's perspective mm-hmm. and like in 50 shades of gray, when it was Christian's perspective in the end, like I would rather yeah. read a whole book from his perspective rather than switching back and forth. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Because like for me, I'll read the chapter and then like, it'll switch back to the other person. And I'm like, but wait, I want to continue like what he was saying. Yeah. And, then, like, and then by the time I get back to what he was saying, I'm like, you know, it's all over the place. Yeah. You, 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 it's hard for you to like keep the story straight. Yeah. And I, I just like get so into it. And then I'm like, oh, you know, you're pulling me out of it again. Yeah. yeah. I feel you. But yeah, no, I love Renee. I find K.A. Tucker is amazing also. I don't know if you've read any of her books, but I really love all of them. I just read the most incredible romance series ever. Honestly, I feel like you could potentially love it. It's called the Come Back to Me series by Mila Gray, but it's actually this author named Sarah Alderson who writes thrillers. And she like wrote five romance books under this pseudonym. This like they're new adult, like people in it are like kind of the same age as the people that are in the off-campus books. And it's very similar to off-campus in the sense that each book is about a different couple. But if you read them in order, the other couples kind of make cameos Mm -hmm. in them. They're so good. They're so romantic. They give you like that burning feeling in your belly. And they're like, they have steamy scenes, but a lot of it is the buildup. Like I find mm-hmm. that the the intimacy, the physical intimacy doesn't happen until like 60, 70%. So there's a lot. I feel like that's what you should read next, honestly. I think that's what I'm going to read. You're going to love them. And they, they do like touch on, they're all kind of like military related, but okay. it's, 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 I love it. Like I, I find that so interesting. And I find that like that, like risky business and like the like absence makes the heart grow fonder kind mm-hmm. of thing, like adds to the stories, but they're so, so, so good. And they were published so long ago. So people aren't talking about them anymore. So I've really like made it my mission this summer to like shove them down <laughs> everyone's throats. Okay. Yeah. That's after I read Scandalized, I'll read that. Yeah. They're so good. All five of them, especially books one, two, and four. Those were my favorite in the series, but like three and five were amazing too. I actually listened to three on audio, which was like a great experience, but. 
oh, do you like doing that for like romance books? Okay. So I used to not be an audio girly at all. Like I could not do it. I just couldn't focus. Like, I don't know why I could listen to a podcast and follow the story and like know what's going on. But when I would listen to a book, I would just zone out. Mm -hmm. And then I've been traveling so much by train and I'm so car sick. So I can't read and I needed to be reading for my podcast. So I was like, I have no choice. I need to do the audio. And honestly, after getting through my first book on audio, it's been so easy. I love it now. Oh, really? It's just like, a I don't a lot of, of like business and like self-help books on audio books, but like, I just can't imagine listening to a sex scene or like someone professing yeah. their love. Like it, there's something so romantic about reading it, but listening to it, I just don't know if I can handle that. I know. Like when you're reading it in your head, like you're picturing it, it's in your voices that you've given them. Like mm-hmm. it's a very intimate experience. And when you're listening, it's like somebody's like telling you, I find that there's like specific narrators that are really, really great. And that makes all of the difference. Like my favorite book ever on audio is my favorite book of all time. The idea of you, which I don't recommend to be to happily ever after because there's not one, but it's my favorite book. And the author is actually an actress and she's the one that narrated the book and Mm -hmm. she does all of the characters voices. And like, because she's the one that wrote the book and she's the one now doing the audio, like the book, when you listen to it, it's a completely different experience because it's literally her brain, the way the characters were intended being spoken, like Mm -hmm. the cadence of their speech, their accents, the way that they feel like the breaths they take, the pauses they take, like it's a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, I love them. But like, if it's an author or a narrator rather that I don't really connect with, sometimes I find it like annoying or tedious or I get cringed out by sex scenes for sure. Yeah, I remember I was, I had to clean my room and I was really into like after, like, I think I was on book three and I was yeah. like, I'm just going to listen to it. And oh my gosh, that was a bad idea. Oh no. It, it did not go well. I had to like reread the whole thing. Yeah. That's happened to me before I like got into audiobooks where I would listen and then I'd be like, I don't even know what I just absorbed. <laughs> yeah. I need to go back and read. It's so annoying. But now yeah. I think I've like trained my brain and I've become like fully an audiobook early. Like I, I actually love listening to audiobooks. I don't do it as often as I read because I'm just not in the position where I'm like commuting or need to be listening. Mm-hmm. But like whenever I need to be doing it, I'm totally happy to and I can follow and I really love it. Yeah, I feel like I should get into that because, like I said, I don't listen to a lot of music. So when I'm driving around, I'm yeah, really no, it's a whole new world. I'm telling you, like you just need to find the good books and the good narrators. But mm-hmm. it's so it's so fun, and, and then you can even read more books. Like you just you yeah. don't realize how much time spent listening to audio, and you can like choose like same with podcasts. Like you choose the speed; it's so good. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Okay, well, this I can't was- believe I have so many hot takes on romance books. <laughs> no, you will literally have the most hot takes out of anyone. I mean, I only have really interviewed authors so far on my show, mm-hmm. but there's like a general consensus I feel online, like as to what's popular and what's preferred. And like, you seem to be just like going against the norm here. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're a, you're a hot take romance reader, apparently. Oh, good to know. No, it's a fun little party trick for you. You can go around telling people that. <laughs> okay well thank you so 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 much for coming on and chatting with me I had the best time I can't wait to hear what you think about all these books I've recommended and what you're reading next please like continue to tell me I love getting messages from people being like I read this because of you and I loved it I read this because of you and I hated it like it makes me feel if if you hate it I obviously feel bad but then it's just like okay well now next time you ask me for a rec we've narrowed it down more now I know better what you like or don't like you know Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Like my first podcast experience was great. I'm so happy to have done this with your equipment. Like you were all ready. You were just waiting for this opportunity, (laughs) but you were ready for it. I was ready for it. Yeah. Love. Okay.
Thank, Thank you again. You.